Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Brooko Mode. In this episode, we are going to talk about breaking bad habits. Habits are so powerful because it becomes something you do without thinking. That is what a habit is, something you do without thinking. The body knows it better than the conscious mind, so you don't have to think about it anymore. They can range from things such as behavioral, like you know, washing your hands after going to the toilet, putting your seatbelt on after getting in the car, to even things like exercise, journaling, drinking water throughout the day, making your bed as soon as you wake up. But they also can go to thought patterns such as positive self-talk or negative self-talk. The reason we have habits is because it's very efficient for the brain and body. It would become too time-consuming if we had to consciously think of everything. So 95% of our decisions each day are made subconsciously. Neurons that fire together, wire together. Because we keep repeating actions, they create neural pathways in the brain which make them more likely to become automatic. The body becomes programmed due to our actions, thoughts, and beliefs of the conscious mind. This, began, this is really good and it's also really bad because depending on whether you have a good, good habits and bad habits, they can really put you in a positive trajectory or hold you back. The problem is that negative habits are reinforced with negative self-beliefs and can become a self-limiting cycle. I'll give you an example of what a bad habit cycle would look like. So let's say that someone holds a belief they are not capable or worthy of success due to some personal experiences. This belief might lead them to develop habits like procrastination, self-doubt or simply avoidance. When they are faced with a task that involves risk, they are likely to procrastinate and avoid it. The ego wants to protect them from the disappointment and failure. Initially, these habits might provide a sense of relief or comfort. Avoiding the task might alleviate the immediate anxiety associated with facing a challenging task. The immediate relief or comfort obtained from avoiding the task and engaging in negative habits reinforces the belief 
that these habits are effective coping mechanisms for managing negative self-beliefs, which further confirms the belief they are not worthy of success or capable enough. Each time this habit of avoidance occurs, the neural pathways associated with it become stronger. The belief about not being capable enough grows as further evidence is compiled each time. The cycle is so likely to continue because as humans, we are programmed to live our life through our beliefs, considering how many of our decisions are made on autopilot. So why do we want to change our habits? Habits take us in such a positive trajectory if we have the good habits and if we can remove the bad habits. And often, as I've spoken about, the things that hold us back, these, these handbrakes on our life are often much more powerful than the positive habits. And one of the ways we can change our bad habits is to switch them to positive habits. So 95% of, our, of human decisions are made unconsciously. So we have 5% each day where we have conscious awareness and we need to bring a lot of the unconscious conscious because that's what a lot of habits are. You do it without thinking. So we need to bring that to the conscious mind. We need to magnify that 5% awareness each day to change your habits because if you can change your habits, you are going to change your life. You're going to get so much more out of this journey. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to realize you're actually going to have so much more perspective for the things that were holding you back. And it's just going to make, like I said, life a much more fulfilling existence and you're going to be able to chase the things you want to. And So we make 35,000 choices a day. 35,000, that's a lot of choices. Imagine the life you could have if you started to increase your awareness around these choices that serve you. Because we often live out of autopilots and from these beliefs that hold us back. We want to change our habits because our habits are reaffirming our programming and our limiting beliefs. Like I said, 95% of our decisions are made subconsciously and they are made from our beliefs and our emotions, all the things that have happened to us in the past. So if we hold all these beliefs that we're not good enough or we're not capable or we're not, we don't, not deserve, deserving of love or we shouldn't do this or we shouldn't take that, if we have all these beliefs, that is how our life starts to play out. We play life small because we have beliefs that we are small and we don't deserve it. So the reason we need to bring that subconscious programming to the conscious mind is so that we can start to change these neural pathways and start to remove these bad habits so that we can have the lives we want. The only way for successful long-term change is to change your identity, your belief about yourself. And the ways to do this, change your thoughts, change your behaviors, and you will change the habits in your life. So in this episode, we're going to talk about a few of my experiences. We're going to talk about the four stages of a habit loop. And then we're going to talk about how to basically remove bad habits from what I've done, what some of the powerful psychology research says. So let's get into it. Now, I'd recommend reading James Clear's Atomic Habits, one of the best books ever written about habits. It doesn't cover everything, so we'll go into some things that it doesn't talk about. Um but it does really explain the habit process really well and it gives you a good understanding of how you do certain things and why you do certain things. But we're going to go over the four-stage habit loop and it starts with the four stages are cue, craving, response and reward. So we'll start with cue. The cue is this trigger that prompts a habit. It can be an internal thing like a thought or it can be an external thing that initiates the habit loop. Cues can be specific times of the day, locations, emotions, preceding actions, or even other people. I'll give you an example. Feeling stressed, which is a cue, might trigger the habit of biting your nails. 
seeing other people on social media happy, like because it's a highlight reel, that might trigger the habit of comparing yourself and feeling inadequate. A cue is a trigger that initiates a behavior. Cravings are the second step of the habit loop and they are the motivational force behind every habit. A craving is a desire to change your internal state. It's the anticipation of the reward associated with completing a habit loop. So a cue is sort of that information in our internally or externally that triggers this sort of drive, that craving, because the craving is what makes you do it. It's behind the craving is a neurological transmitter called dopamine. And basically dopamine is this powerful anticipation, anticipatory feeling that we have with inside that drives us to, to do the thing that completes the habit loop, which is the next part of the response. That's what drives you to do it. So we all know what that feeling is, whether it's to do with food or whether it's to say that thing that we don't want to say. And often, as we can get into, sometimes with these habits, we think we're having, we, we think we're being conscious of it, but it's not. It's just, it honestly, you just say things you don't want to say. You eat foods you don't want to eat, and you, you're like, "Well, I didn't even really get to think about that." Like, I, it's because there's so much drive within you that you don't even realize because it's subconsciously these so many subconscious decisions. So the aim of breaking bad habits is to bring them to the conscious mind, to change your beliefs about yourself, change your identity and who you are so that you can stop holding yourself back. The third step is response. So this is the actual habit or behavior performed in response to the cue and craving. It's the action taken to satisfy the craving and obtain the reward. This is the part of the habit loop that is the most visible and measurable. In the nail-biting example, the response is the act of biting the nails. It's the scrolling on social media to look at other people. And the fourth step is reward. This is the benefit or satisfaction obtained from completing the habit loop. Just remember, the reward can often be very short-lived. For example, eating poor foods. Like we think it's, the brain thinks it's a reward. The body, the body thinks it's a reward, but it's very, it's one of those temporary highs we're talking about. So the reason is. Like, okay, why would I deprive myself of a reward? Well, a lot of the time it's a temporary reward that actually has no benefit for you in the long run. And we chase it because our body is, it's often through limiting beliefs. Like the reason is, let's say we have this limiting belief that we're not good enough. And sometimes we mask that by chasing this temporary reward of eating food and masking our insecurity and our inadequacy and our, and our low self-esteem. So sometimes we think, the body thinks it's trying to do us a service, but it's it's the ego trying to protect you from feeling inadequate by masking it with this layer of whether it's food or whether it's dopamine. Dopamine doesn't distinguish. It'll be any form of dopamine chasing, whether it's validation from trying to talk to girls or it's the food you eat or it's the limiting things you say about yourself. It's all about making the body feel coherent. It's all about alignment between your thoughts, feelings and behaviors. And the reason... The ha- our habits don't serve us is a lot of us have these negative beliefs about ourselves and our habits sort of come out into the real into the real world so they ma- they become manifested from the limiting beliefs that we have so we need to become aware of why we're doing certain things so we can change them so we can change our beliefs about ourselves and we can have the lives we know we should have i'll give you some examples of a habit loop so so let's say your phone buzzes with a new text message. That's a cue. Now, the second step is a craving. 
you want to learn the contents of the messages. You're curious, you don't like uncertainty, or who's messaging me. Now, the response is you grab your phone, you read the text. The reward, you satisfy your craving to read the message. Your curiosity is satisfied. And then grabbing your phone becomes associated with your phone buzzing. I'll give you another example. Q, you wake up. The craving is you want to feel alert. So what do you do? You drink a cup of coffee. The reward, you satisfy your craving to feel alert. Drinking coffee becomes associated with waking up. So every time you wake up, you can become in the habit of drinking coffee. Why would that hold you back? Because there are a lot of negative outcomes that can come from just drinking coffee straight away when you wake up and not letting yourself get into that natural cycle. I'll give you another example. I'll give you a cue. So let's say you're walking down the street and you smell a donut and then you start to crave a donut because that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to trigger trigger you to to crave them. That's, they're powerfully designed um, and they're obviously not healthy. Um, and the response is you buy a donut and eat it. The reward, you satisfy your craving to eat a donut. Buying a donut becomes associated with walking down the street near your office or wherever you're walking. So then you start walking down there every time. Sometimes you can get in the habit of eating the same thing. So if you often, whether it's food, just think, I think about food, for example, it's a powerful one. Is there any places you go where you continue to eat, you go into a store, I used to do it with the local deli. Like I would always go into the local deli and eat lollies as I was driving home because it was a habit. So I think the main thing here is with habits is we do a lot of things without even realizing it that don't serve us. So it's about making sure that we know why we're doing it. And we're going to get into how to sort of overcome this and make sure that you're not doing things that don't serve you. So James Clear's Atomic Habits talks about the four ways that he sort of breaks the bad habit. I sort of go into a bit more, but he's got four, which is make it invisible, which is about reducing the exposure of your bad habit, make it unattractive, which is about reframing your mindset, making it difficult, which is about increasing the friction, make it harder to complete the habit loop, and then make it unsatisfying, which gets you get an accountability partner, etc. So the first point I've got is changing the environment. So I think, do you want to do your habits on easy mode or hard mode? So I think for a lot of the time, habits, we think a habit is a fixed thing, but it's very contextual. So something you do without thinking, let's say eating sugary foods, right? I feel like we're more likely to, it's like a domino effect. We're more likely to give into bad habits once one starts. So one snack leads to two snacks, which leads to you start scrolling your phone at night instead of reading because you feel your body feels compromised. You feel like, oh, I'll just give in now. And then you just start giving in. Like That's the Ed Sheeran song, bad habits lead to late nights because like one little thing leads to another thing, which you know what I mean? I think you all know where I'm coming from. That's why I think it's important to understand that do you want to do your habits in easy mode or hard mode? So it's important to... So one of the best ways to remove bad habits is to put your energy into being in easy mode, making sure that you're doing things that are putting you in a good mood, good identity. So if you have changes you want to make in your life, we often think about changing the habits and I think it's probably the most one of the most powerful ways to do it. But I think around the habit, there's a lot of con- context. So like I know for me, I'll give in more to ba- my bad habits I'll do things that thing when I'm really tired and fatigued. So I want to so I make myself aware of that. 
so that when I'm in that situation, I'm not just going to give in to the easy stuff and let my mind and my, my body do things without thinking. So I've, t- I've become aware that, okay, when I'm tired, I'm more likely to eat sugary stuff and go down that rabbit hole of staying on my phone more. So I become aware of that and tell myself that. So I think you've got to change your environment. So with changing your environment, it's about the, the conditions around the thing, but also surrounding yourself with the right people to hold you accountable. I think you need people who can support you to find the best version of yourself because it's so easy to have people around us who don't believe in us and don't believe that we can remove these bad habits from our life. Like people would say things like, I knew you'd fail. It's clearly not for you. People who want to pull you back to their level of ambition. You need to find people who inspire you to grow and be the person you want to be. I think another powerful one which James Clear talks about is make it invisible. But I have my own take on this because he talks about making it invisible. So like sort of removing the cues because like if you don't see that sugary food, you won't think about eating it. So that's important. I think that's a great first step. But I think that's okay as long as you address the underlying cause of the habit. So let me give you an example. So if you eat sugar late at night because a lot of the time – we use sugar as like a mask for like this low self-esteem because it's a, it's 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 certain you guaranteed when you eat it you're going to get that temporary high so the body craves this sugar because it knows for a brief moment you're going to feel good you're going to feel loved you're going to feel worthy that's where a lot of people are and then as soon as they've done they get guilty they don't feel good about themselves because they know it's not what they should be doing they know that they, they don't actually want it they know it's just driven from the subconscious so i think it's really easy for us to be like, okay, let's just avoid sugar late at night. But that is a symptom. That is the surface level thing. But deep down, there is a there is a, a cause of that. There is the feelings of inadequacy, the low self-esteem. So you, it's important to understand that don't just treat the symptoms. You've got to understand what could be the causes. And also don't just substitute this for another bad habit. Okay, I'm not eating sugar at night, but now I'm, do, I'm doom scrolling. I'm giving myself all this negative self-talk. Um, so don't just go from one bad habit to another because at the end of the day, they're, they're going to hold you back. So it's about replacing them, which we'll get to. So to finish on treating the cause and not just the symptom, let's say you go on a diet where you lose 10 kilos in two weeks. You go on this incredible diet. It may be a great short-term fix, but if you don't change the underlying beliefs within your body and your identity and your belief about yourself, these bad habits will come back because the body, you within your whole body, not just your conscious mind, your whole body, it doesn't believe it has changed. It might not have believed it has changed. You need to give it evidence over time that you are a healthy person. You have these good habits that reinforce every time that you make these decisions that that's the person you are. It takes time and consistency and intention to change your programming within your body so that these are decisions you make without thinking. You know, you have good habits now because you are a healthy person. You embody that and not just, you know, you lose 10 kilos. Yeah, that's a good outcome, but you starved yourself for, for two weeks and deep down you still don't feel like a skinny person because you haven't done it for a long, sustained period of time. And especially the older you are and the more you've been overweight for longer periods of time, the deeper this programming is in the negative beliefs about yourself and the more you're going to have to do it to change your identity. The powerful thing is you can do it in a short period of time if you have strong intentions and there's a lot of processes. And a powerful book that I'm reading is by Joe Dispenza. 
So if you're sort of someone who has these deep-seated bad habits and these limiting beliefs, it's a really powerful person to look up online um, is Joe Dispenza where he talks about long-term change. So another way to remove bad habits is making it unattractive. So I think you've got to create awareness around your why. So when you want to change a bad habit, for example, I had a bad gambling habit and I lost quite a bit of money and I think I tracked how many days I haven't gambled for because it, 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 it's something that motivated me to start with. I was like, because it started to tick the days over, it created this positive momentum. And now it's at about 500 days I haven't gambled for. And I'm really proud of that because of how much money I lost. But the reason I didn't want to gamble and the reason I eventually took me out of that. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I tried so many things. I knew it within my logical mind, my conscious mind, my thinking. I was like, okay, I know this isn't the right thing to be doing. I'm losing money. This isn't good. But then the body was craving it. My body was craving it like, oh, because of the reward of, of how fun it felt for it, the temporary highs I got from gambling. The main thing that dragged me out, which kick-started this, was my why. My why was I don't want to be a gambler who wastes money. I want to be that smart, responsible person who isn't, stupid with their money who isn't irrational and who just can actually control themselves because at the end of the day I had no self-control simply that's what it was and I didn't want to be that sort of person so my why was I wasn't proud of the person I was at the time so I think if you can have these hard conversations and be brutally honest with yourself and then you that can be the driver of your habit change so I think a lot of us want to be like okay let's remove my bad habits and then we go into the specific reasons, but then we, we stop doing them because our why isn't strong enough. So I think it's really important to put time into your why. Why do you want to change? Do you want? Is this the person you want to become? Why do you want to become that person? And really dig into that. So stop avoiding these hard conversations with yourself. Your ego will come up with all sorts of justifications. I'll stop this bad habit next week. Oh, it's not that bad. Everyone else is doing it. Think about yourself and what you're purposes and why you want to do certain things stop thinking about other people stop making excuses for yourself because I've been there and I've done that and I did that with my gambling for so long and I finally had to have the hard conversation be like Egan this is not what you want to be doing this is not the person you want to become and that was the driver of change and linking into that is how do we create awareness around your why how do we start to actually understand that it's not good for us and not serving us and get ourselves out of there because a lot of it is emotionally driven, right? The body drives us to do these bad habits. So I think if you can start to educate yourself and increase your depth of understanding between your behaviors, your thoughts and the impact it has on you, 
you start to become more aware of the things you're doing. And I think that holds you in good stead. So I started to read a few books about gambling. And yeah, it was it was a bit confronting to start with because my ego didn't want to hear it. Basically, my ego was like, nah, like you don't have a problem. But then I started to realize, okay, I do. And I read the book and I'm like, all of these things in here are the, are the issues that I had. All the things I see in the book were things that I was doing wrong. And I really resonated with that. And as soon as I read that book, I never gambled again because... I educated myself and I be, and, it, and it became like almost I couldn't lie to myself anymore because it's really easy to come up with a narrative. The ego will come up with a narrative as to why your bad habit's not that bad. It'll forget it'll forget all those conversations you have with your conscious mind because how many conversations have we had where we're like, oh, I don't want to do that. And then you have all this guilt and shame and embarrassment because you know you're not being the person you could be, but then you'll do it anyway. You'll forget about it. The ego will be like, oh, there we go. There's, there's coherence. There's your body and your behaviors, the beliefs you have about yourself and the behaviors you have are in alignment now. So now it doesn't matter. The body the body would rather, and when I talk about the body, I mean it's all within you. Like Because we think conscious mind, the things you can think about. But so much of us is driven from the things we don't think about, and that's like the body. And a lot of us have, the body would rather have certain feelings of, being shit and not liking itself and not being good enough because it's familiar. It's used to being shit compared to the uncertainty of I'm going on this epic self-growth journey. Like it's uncertain. What's going to happen? When's this business project going to come? Am I going to lose weight? Are people going to like me? It's a lot of it's uncertain. The brain doesn't like that. The body, sorry, the body does not like that. It's so easy to just give in to the old feelings, the old habits. But I feel like one of the most powerful ways, if you have that really strong why, that thing that drives you every time you wake up, you, you bring that into your conscious mind every single day, that's where you can start to rewire your programming and change fundamentally at your core who you are and that is going to have the most powerful effect. That's a massive driver for change. And educating yourself just increases your depth of understanding. So I think you need to examine and audit every aspect of your behaviors and find out the true impact of them. If you can't have the conversation yourself because it's scary, ask someone else, go to other people, read books on the internet, read, listen to podcasts. Because I feel like when you have more knowledge about it, you can't lie to yourself and then it's more easier to have the hard conversation. Another step to remove bad habits is making it difficult, increasing the friction. So sometimes we just need to stop ourselves from executing the habit loop. So just make it harder to do the thing that you that you don't want to do, the bad habits. So for example, for gambling, for me, what made it harder is not having money in my account. So I had to deposit it. It was more steps to gamble. And then and as you're doing it, you have to think about it like, oh my God, I'm gambling. Oh my God, am I going to gamble? I'm going to lose money. How much money am I going to lose today? I, ha- I couldn't lie to myself for those little brief period of time. Yes, there were so many times I did that and ended up still sp- wasting a lot of money, but at least there was more steps and it was more likely for me to pull myself out. And eventually that's when it's easy to have the hard conversation. So it's example of hiding sugary snacks or not even getting them. Imagine you don't have any poor foods at home. You have to go to the shop and get them. That is increasing the number of steps. The friction is greater. You're more likely, sorry, less likely to engage in the negative habit. So you need to increase the number of steps between the cue and the response. Often it can be really hard because a lot of our bad habits are in the form of thought patterns. Like there's a cue in the external environment. Let's say you don't make a football team or you get something happens to you, you look at someone on social media and you have this immediate thought that comes to your mind. Like the body starts saying, oh, you're not, you're not good enough. Like look at that person. Like you'll never be that. 
And then we get into this spiral, like, oh, my God, like, are people going to love me? Like, I'm clearly not good enough. And then it will keep spiraling, spiraling. And it's really hard to control the wandering mind and the overthinking mind. Like, I've been there. I've, that's one of the things I've changed so hard is those spiraling negative thoughts. And that's going to be definitely another episode because it's just too hard to get into in two minutes. But I think you've got to understand that not all your bad habits are just from, you know, whether it's vaping or eating sugary foods or scrolling in your phone a lot of them can be thought based and that's going to be a specific episode because it's so powerful and catching yourself with these negative thoughts incredible that's why i think um they're called so you know what reminders are like everyone talks about reminders and things to remember what why you're doing certain things and the reason i like reminders are is because it's simply a remind because that's what they are, a remind, a recreate the beliefs we have about ourselves. You need to change what's in the conscious mind to change what's in the body. If you can sh- reshape the thoughts and beliefs and the intentions you hold about yourself, you start to change that neural programming. You know, you start to, you know, the neurons that fire together, wire together. So the reason you remind is you keep consciously thinking, okay, I want to be like this person. I want to have these thoughts about myself. And that's why they're reminders because we forget. Do you know why we forget? Because 95% of our decisions each day are from the subconscious. So you need to remind yourself constantly of why you're doing certain things, what thoughts you want to hold about yourself, what beliefs you want to hold. And that's why they're called reminders. So I think with thought patterns, that's one of the most powerful ones. This is a powerful one is I think a lot of us think we can outthink a feeling problem. So our emotions drive us. The body drives us. The limbic system drives us. We think we can outthink it. So I used to overthink and that was my coping coping mechanism for the insecurity and the feelings I had. I thought I could just spin my hamster wheel mind and try and figure out the problems that I had. The problem is you can't outthink a feeling problem, but your thoughts can change your emotions. That is, it's so powerful. Your thoughts can change your emotions and these emotions, these altered emotions can change the bad habits. This is the biggest misconception. We need to stop demonizing your overthinking because I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, I'm such an overthinker. And then what they'll do is they just, they're caught in that mind of like, stop overthinking, stop thinking. But imagine if you can start to control your thinking to help you in terms of reframing a lot of your thoughts, taking your thoughts in the right direction, using a tool, because in my opinion, overthinking is a tool because it just shows that you care a lot but you just don't know how to manage it. So if you can learn ways to reframe your thoughts and control it and put it in the right direction, then you can start to change your emotions. Your thoughts can change your emotions and those emotions change your habit, change your identity, change your life. It's that simple. It's also very, very incredibly difficult and it takes a long period of time. But the map and the road and the the pathway is there. So don't demonize your overthinking. It's about changing your thoughts so that you can change your feelings, so that you can change your actions and your behaviors, and then also your thoughts. That's another important thing. The reason we want to change our thoughts is so that we can change our future thoughts because we want our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors to all be aligned in a positive way. We want to be, If we want to become a healthier, happier, more positive, loving, fulfilled person, we need alignment between all of the things. We need alignment between our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors. How do we do this? What can we control the best is our thoughts. So that's where we have to to put a lot of our time into. And that's what I put a lot of my time into. So I think another important point about breaking bad habits is self-compassion and growth mindset. So I think a lot of people 
when they do a bad habit and when they almost quote unquote fail and they go back to what they're doing that they haven't eaten sugary snacks for two weeks and then they eat and then they eat one piece of cake and then that's it that sets them off and they're done because they just don't have that resilience because they think it's that's it that's the thing it's the be all end all there was no point doing it in the first place is something in addiction called abstinence violation effect where you stop doing something for a period of time and then basically you feel like it was pointless and you're always doomed to fail. So change takes time. You need to have that self-compassion. It's not about the failure, the quote-unquote. It's about the response. It's about being kind to yourself so that you can consistently show up each day, the next day, and improve. If you can swap your self-judgment for your curiosity, so every time you fail, if you can learn to swap that sort of criticism and that harshness that you hold for yourself. If you can be curious as to, okay, why did I fail today? What were the circumstances? We talked about easy mode and hard mode earlier. Was I putting myself in hard mode? Could I have done things differently that led up to that habit? So if we can start to learn about why we do certain things rather than just blame ourselves and, and bring ourselves down. And as much as I get it and I've been there with the gambling and I've, I've been there with a lot of bad habits, whether it's eating sugary foods when I didn't want to, um, I think it, it's, it's easier to do that. And I think once you realize that you're taking the easy option and highlighting yourself that like, okay, I'm criticizing myself. And I think because we're being mean to ourselves, we think we're the victims. Like that is literally what happens. We're being mean to ourselves. We're being not compassionate to ourselves. And we think, oh, I'm the victim, poor me. But you're taking the easier option right then. The harder option is to be like, no, I don't want to say these things to myself. I need to be kinder to myself. I need to understand that change takes time. That can be really hard to do because that's not what the body wants. The body craves that certainty of not being good enough or you're always going to fail. That's that's what it's saying. So you need to live and be with that uncertainty of, okay, I don't have it figured out right now, but I'm curious to learn to, as to why and how I can do that. What is your why? Make sure it's strong. That'll be the catalyst for all these changes that you make. So I think if we can start to have that, you know, that growth mindset, learning from the failures, improving our habits slowly over time because it takes time. It does take time. And you've got to replace these. I didn't mention it before, but I think one of the best ways to remove bad habits is to replace them because the brain is still, when it has that cue, I'll give you an example. So let's say you scroll on your phone, you see someone and you have that instant comparison, right? And that instant comparison, you feel bad about yourself. It's pretty hard to stop that comparison. So it's almost replacing that with a positive thing. So imagine every time you looked at someone, you didn't bring it to you. You either brought them up or you'd said something positive, right? Because that's you're changing. You're not changing the habit. You're just changing why it's a good or a bad habit. Because if a habit is something you do without thinking, it's, it can be really hard to change. But if you can change how you do that habit, often it can actually be a positive thing. So I think a lot of the time we we try and remove the habit, but it's really hard because the body has ingrained in it for years this programming that makes us do the same thing. So I'll give you one well, a good example I have for that's been mentioned is like cigarettes. Like people struggle to, let's say with vaping, for example, or smoking, it's pretty like you get in that habit of just doing it. So whether you replace that with gum or something, because there's so many stories of people going from cigarettes to like a lollipop because the brain is so used to that stimulus and doing that and having smoking at a certain time. So if you can replace that with a more positive substitute, over time, your brain, you know, neurons that fire together wire together, but also the neurons that don't fire together unwire together. So if you stop smoking in this certain situation and you rewire it with the lollipop or something, 
then that's that becomes the new thing that happens in your body and that's a, that so it's about finding positive substitutes so for example food at night let's say you get caught in having sugary snacks and okay you want a snack at night okay i'm i'm someone who sometimes does that but i try and do it for a positive substitute so instead of having ice cream and lollies and chocolate i'll have a bit of yogurt with a few berries a bit of honey maybe some muesli something a healthier option to okay ice cream and processed foods you know what i mean like positive substitutes so if you can start to think okay i'm it's going to be really hard to change what i'm doing okay then find a positive substitute for it instead it's a great way and also swap this is the last point is swapping self-judgment for curiosity now it comes back to that awareness piece that we talked about at the start but talking about like why am i the way i am like i think we get into this i don't think we're curious enough about ourselves and because 95% of our decisions each day are made subconsciously, we need to start questioning why we do certain things, why we fall into these bad habits. What beliefs do we hold about ourselves that make us fall into the traps? What caused me to be like this? It's so easy to shame ourselves, and I don't blame you at all because a lot of us have had hard things happen to us that make us have these limiting beliefs about ourselves that we're not good enough, we don't deserve love, You know, we don't have the lives we want to, we're never going to get them. But, it's not always your fault, but it is always your responsibility. It is your life. You're the only one who can have these conversations with yourself. You're the only one who can be totally curious about why you are this way and change your life for yourself because you can't change without change. But that's a great, a great quote I like is you can't change without change. But you also can't change unless you want to change. And we need to stop blaming other things and, and find out what you want to change within yourself. Bring it really internal. Find your why. Find reasons for changing. It's these really simple things that keep getting repeated in this world. But it's so true. Have a why. Why am I doing the podcast? I have this incredible desire to pursue this passion of mine and help other people and make a career out of this because I want to learn more things to help others. I want to, this is, you know, that's my why and that's what drives me and that's why I find it so easy to do the things I do. That's why I've been able to make really positive habits. That's why I've been able to remove bad habits, whether it's with sport, whether it's with my diet. If your why is strong, you can educate yourself on certain things within that habit. You're going to start to change your life. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. You're going to have failures. You're going to have failures. It's not all going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be up, down. If you surround yourself with the right people, it will happen if you can have that positive belief about yourself, you know, sometimes another point I like is like, you've got a bad habit, but have that vision of who you're going to be and hold strong to that. You don't always have to have it figured out straight away. If you can believe in this future vision of yourself and be like, one day this is going to be a seriously good story to tell. Like, I know I'm going to get through this and hold belief. It might be really hard for the body to believe it because you have not much evidence in that. But if you can be strong with your conscious mind, with what you can control, you'll start to rewire your body, your programming, and you'll and things will start to become easier. That's a massive thing I've realized is once you take the first hard steps, it becomes a lot easier. You're not going to be perfect, but you get way better at things. You, you might have those little blips on the radar, those little failures, but your response to them becomes so much better. You're able to manage your emotions and your response and all those things. So I think with bad habits... You've just got to you just got to keep showing up. Just have that 
that reminder as we talked about to show up every day, willing to learn, be curious, have that strong drive to have a better life because that's what it, your habits will take you on, a, on. Your habits are your trajectory in life, simply. Your accumulation of your positive and your negative habits. So if you can start to remove these negative habits, you, you'll, be, you'll be surprised how that curve in your trajectory in life will, will just take off because it has such a domino effect. So that's the episode summed up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And yeah, I think with bad habits outside of this episode, definitely worth looking online for more information. Atomic Habits is probably my best recommendation. It really gets into the core change of who you are. I haven't really gone into like into the specific points that he talked on, but I wanted to go sort of more from a mindset perspective. But cheapish book, totally recommend it. If you really want to change your life and you feel like you've got habits that are holding you back, it's the go-to book for a reason. It's incredible. So many good information and podcasts out there. Um, so yeah, keep showing up for yourself. Change your habits. You will change your life. I guarantee it. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you in the next one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.